0: Algar Productions.
1: Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham.
2: Supplemental Episode 44 Hi friends, it's uh, supplemental time again, because, I don't know, because we said so. Yeah, it was about time, it's been a while pretty arbitrary right now because we're still just in the wilds
0: yeah when does this stop nobody
2: knows well 2020 we could go on we could go on indefinitely Ugh, i don't want to do that <laughs> i want to have a focus i want to have a purpose <clears throat> just doing shows <laughs> your purpose has been taken from you i suppose it has which is <clears throat> not the best not but the, uh, the best news but okay we've we've mentioned this before but i will i will say again uh we did uh, two rounds of this so that Matt and I could each choose something from each decade mm-hmm. now we will be handing it over to our regular guests yeah now it's the, now it's their problem yeah so uh, next week is Brian and then Tidro and so on and so on mm-hmm. and we'll go through and so on in that fashion yes I mean if you know who the regular guests of the show are you can figure that mm-hmm. pattern out it's not yeah. that's not difficult <laughs> uh, and, and uh, we will tell you at the end of the show I mean there's no secret I'll tell you now but I will remind mm-hmm. you again at the end of the show so you can follow along uh, Brian has chosen a show called Time Tunnel, mm-hmm. uh, and being Brian, he has chosen uh, an episode about Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, that all checks out. Because of course he has. Uh, he hasn't Robin Hood that I'm aware of in a while. Yeah, I, I, he hasn't Robin Hood. Robin Hood. He uh-huh. hasn't Robin the d- the. D- d- you know what? I'm going to back out of this one. Yeah, let just abort. Abort. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The episode is called "The Revenge of Robin Hood." Uh And I know it's on um that guy loves revenge, uh-huh uh, I know it's on Amazon Prime, it may be mm-hmm. elsewhere but uh but it is out there for you to watch mm-hmm. uh, so that is what we will be covering next week, but this week we will be answering your mail, and we will be talking about the Star Trek stuff that we can, yeah. Which there's a, there's a few things there's some... yeah we got a couple of things to talk about yeah uh what do you want to crack into first all the various announcements of new shows or yeah let's uh okay. let's
0: hit that first and then we'll head into the Picard trailer and
2: whatever yeah. else we okay. got so let's talk about the Picard trailer first because that's mm-hmm. obviously the biggest news this came out of just dropped a few weeks ago at San Diego yep a lot of if people you haven't were... seen it
0: yet it's all over YouTube
2: yeah a lot of people are real excited about that and there's been mm-hmm. uh subsequently there's been additional information trickling out about it yeah. Uh there's a, there's an official wine apparently. Oh, Did you not God know that? Started, I didn't. You can it buy, doesn't surprise me you but you can uh, buy Picard like vineyard vintage wine.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um thanks so a let, lot Star Trek. I don't like wine. You, <laughs> Where, no. Where's
2: Riker's craft beer? <laughs> Say it right. You don't drink wine. wine. Uh-huh. So let's talk about this. What were your uh-huh. thoughts on that trailer? I uh... So it looks very
0: like I expected honestly. Uh-huh. It looks very like here's Picard and he's old and he has a dog and he's living alone and then something ca- happens that brings him uh, it looks like your standard girl in a box trope brings him back into the uh
2: What is it what know. is that? I don't know that trope.
0: It's like in uh in Firefly when uh, you get a mysterious box and you open it up and there's a girl inside. Ah. Okay. It apparently happens a lot more than you think. And it, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this. Like, oh, you got a girl in the box. All right, fair enough.
2: Okay, well, that's that, uh, d- very different from fridging, though. Let's be clear. Definitely, definitely. A live girl in a box that she can get out of. Um, We
0: see some Romulan stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, We see a lot of Borg stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, not surprising, but... Uh, yeah, but what did, what
2: did you actually think? What was your reaction? What was your... Like, well,
0: here's the thing. Um... I got pretty excited. I watched it like four or five times. Yeah, I like, remember
2: seeing you talking about this on social media when it dropped.
0: Like, turns out I'm an easy sell. Like, it's nice seeing this guy again doing Picard shit. Um So yeah, I don't know. I like I am cautiously optimistic. Seven of Nine shows up looking dressed like a normal person and mm-hmm. that made me very happy. Mhm. Data's also um, there. Data's there. That makes me less happy, but uh Again, not surprising.
2: They've they've talked about uh, the, the the Rikers showing up. Apparently, yep. those two have been booked for guest appearances. They weren't in the trailer, but but they'll be along mm-hmm. later in the series.
0: Waiting for my uh, waiting for I'm waiting for a couple of things. I am waiting for my Jordy appearance. Mm-hmm. I am waiting for my Q appearance, which is probably less likely. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for my announcement that uh, Wesley will not be returning because he died <laughs> in space.
2: <laughs> that would be nice. I bet I bet they bring him back as. Some sort of a payoff to their mentor, you know, sure. mentee relationship. That that seems like a pretty standard thing to hit.
0: Here's the thing: if you'll recall, I have no particular problem with uh, with Wes with Wesley as a character. Uh, we pretty much, except for like the way he left, which was still a really
2: shitty episode. Well, he killed a guy. Uh huh. He should sure and- have did kill a guy, and then he suddenly decided he d- never wanted to be in Starfleet in the first place, and everyone made him do it.
0: Yep. And then he and- ran off with the Maquis to. And no, no, the no. Traveler. He, he
2: he sympathized with the Maquis, but he ran off with the Traveler.
0: That's it. He ran off with the Traveler to become a space baby.
2: Yeah, and, no, but, but, but But what provoked that was the Maquis. You're right that they were involved.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I have no particular problem with Wesley coming back. I just like being mean
2: to Will Wheaton. Well, that's fair. I I don't particularly think he's he's a great actor, and mm-hmm. I find him a little pandery. And speaking sure. of pandery, let's talk about what I thought. <laughs> I, oh, was it the entire fucking uh, ad? Uh, no, that's harsh. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. It just, mm-hmm. it feels easy. Sure. It feels like, and I've said this before, but mm-hmm. there was a whole huge contingent of Star Trek fans who actively resisted Next Gen when it dropped in the 80s. Sure. Because it's not Kirk and Spock. I want Kirk and Spock. And like the, the prevailing thing at the time was, okay, you still got movies with them, but let's move on. Let's try something different. And, mm-hmm. and... There are still, to this day, there's fewer of them, but there are still like old Trek fans who are like, no, anything after the original series is not real Trek. And mm-hmm. I want what I grew up with. And that's what this feels like. It feels like it's abs. It absolutely does. And you know what? It works. I don't know. I mean, fan service works on me. I've said that a lot. Yeah, sure. And there were some things I was excited to see, but it was always like, honestly, I was like, yeah, I might get on board with this. This might be mm-hmm. OK. And then the Borg happens like I'll oh, fuck off. Yeah. That made me angry. It's like yeah. the, you, you have like the Borg sucked. They were pretty good for a while and then they sucked. And then they you kept made sucking them suck. Like there's no meat left on that bone. The, yeah. the Romulans. Good idea. Mm-hmm. The Romulans yep. were always a great idea for a, a, a villain that you never did anything with. And finally, mm-hmm. let's explore that a little bit. Like, there were a handful of good Romulan episodes in Next Gen. They showed up occasionally in DS9, and they were good. But, like, they were not the big presence everyone remembers. They were no. maybe great in three to five Next Gen episodes and two or three original series episodes, and
0: that's it. Well, that's all anyone ever remembers. And, honestly, a lot of
2: the time, that's all anyone has to remember is but, just like,
0: but they were good in uh, Balance of Terror, the yes, end.
2: they were. No, and the Enterprise incident. mm mm-hmm. And that might be it. I don't even know if yeah. they appeared more than that. I mean— I may be forgetting, but those are the two good ones. Those, yeah. And then in next gen, you had a run of episodes in I want to say season three or four where they were mm-hmm. they were there a bit, and then they Tomalak. Tomalak, he was yeah. great. But then Sela showed up and fucked it all up. Yeah, and then they sucked. And then they basically went away until like very occasionally appearing like late in the series, and that's it. Well,
0: they brought them back in in Nemesis, oh, and then yeah. they killed them off in uh, uh, Trek Nine. Yeah, that and is that true. And that was it. That's the end. Yeah. And it was there's... like these two big pushes to make the Romulans matter, and neither time like they
2: they whizzed it down their legs both times. But compared to the Klingons, who have literally gotten probably a hundred episodes between all the various series. Oh, absolutely! Like it's definitely like if if the Klingons and the Romulans are supposed to be equally like a threat, equally mm-hmm. uh, a presence in the Alpha and or Beta quadrant, they should be in it more. And so yeah. I'm all for that. But the Borg showed up, were very cool, were very mm-hmm. cool. Even into Voyager, there were a couple of Borg episodes we liked. Oh, sure. And we liked Seven of Nine. But then mm-hmm. it just kept going and going and going. Yeah, we get like matrix Zero, we yeah. get the Borg Queen, all the shit that doesn't work. Yeah, and then the stuff like at at the uh, in the finale where it's like mm-hmm. transwarp conduits and time travel and the yeah. Borg Queen again, and like, ugh. And it's like, okay, maybe you can go back and do something interesting, and maybe they will. Mm-hmm. But it's like just, just, I don't know, man. They, here, here, here's the th- here's the thing with the with the it's like I am open to the
0: fact that it could be in that what they're doing yeah. with them in no this I'm not saying show, the boys are gonna suck for sure like what I'm I am saying, saying that. is that I'm I am not excited about it yeah exactly there's stuff in the Picard trailer that I am excited about like him doing the whole like oh, I'm old but I'm back baby I, I'm down for that like seeing what the, like seeing what all these guys that I used to like are do like coming back like that that I'm here for but like.
2: I don't know, man. This is the Borg. I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. We the whole like the whole run of of original series movies mm-hmm. was the story of Captain Kirk getting older and and not being able to handle it. Like mm-hmm. that was a consistent theme through even the shitty one. Like even five had stuff about that. They all had that. That was that was what those movies were about. We're sure we're getting older. Can we still be heroes? And and six was them struggling with well now we have some outmoded ideas like should we even be heroes anymore? Cause we're like younger people aren't as racist as we are. Maybe we should just hand it over to them. Like, mm-hmm. and like this story has been done very well already is my yeah, point. Sure. Like, I don't know that we need to like Picard had so many episodes and, and mm-hmm. movies and like,
0: well, and the thing is he had, he is one of the few characters that had a complete arc. Yeah. You know, he we did. Talk we talked about talk that about a whole that.
2: ton in, yeah. uh, when we were doing
0: TNG. Yeah. And it's a thing that I didn't realize until we watched it the whole way through. And it's kinda a of thing they ignored in most of the movies. Yeah, oh yeah,
2: he was completely out of character in yeah. pretty much all of I mean, I thought he was in character in generations, but you know, apart from that. Sure. But also he's very, very old and yeah, I know he's very, very old. I know this makes me sound very shallow and yeah and I, I understand that. I get mm-hmm. that. But he looks so old. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm very old. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously we're gonna watch it, that's what we're here for. Yeah. The thing um, the thing that disappointed me the most, I would say, mm-hmm. okay, if this is not just a follow-up to Next Gen, but a follow-up to all of the Rick Berman-era shows. Yeah, like, we see Seven of Nine. We, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been talk that Robert Picardo might show up. Okay, fine. Where is even one person from DS9, you assholes? Yeah,
0: once again, nobody gives a shit about DS9.
2: Just for, uh, like, okay, Data's there. Okay, Seven of Nine. Cool. So this is that whole era, like, follow-up yeah. on where everyone is. Nah. Where's but...
0: our, where are our boys?
2: Yeah this is uh this is one of those internet memes where it's like not you. Mm-hmm. Just the the picture of DS9 Xed out.
0: Like, you know, bringing O'Brien or like Bashir or whatever. Those e- those are easy ads. Like you don't have to get into like, you know, Kira over on Bajor or, or like no, there's. You know,
2: there would It would be very difficult to like revisit Odo on the Founder's home planet. But, yeah,
0: or and I definitely do not want to see any any appearance of Cisco unless the story is about Cisco coming back. Yeah, although no, I guess although it would be. I think it'd be impossible to get Avery Brooks to do anything at
2: this point. Like, no, he wouldn't even do the DS9 documentary, which we're going to yeah. talk about in a few minutes. Yeah. Um. Although <laughs> narratively, it would be very pleasing to have the first episode be Avery Brooks setting up Patrick Stewart's story, which is basically the opposite of the DS9 pilot. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart showed up to send him off. Yeah. It'd be nice to do it the other way around, but they won't do that. Yeah. It it just, anyone from that show, like, and someone, uh, one of our listeners mentioned there's a there's a rumor, and I think mm. it's unsubstantiated at this point, that like, Jake Sisko is a reporter and comes to interview Picard. And that would be fine. That's something. Yep. Maybe hang out with his friend Nog for a minute. Mm-hmm that that's fine just something but yeah nope, that show never existed fuck you yeah Ugh. so we'll see and you know i want to like it i'm i'm cautiously optimistic but i think more cautious than optimistic sure whereas uh, i think I, you I, may be more I, optimistic I, than cautious
0: yeah so, uh, i will say this my uh, the the pitch i was given for uh for uh the picard show and i mentioned this months back on uh, twitter was after his entire evolution and just like the entire series being about him, like coming together with the crew and realizing that they're like a family and like
2: sitting down and playing yeah, that was the last the shot of the series was. Yeah. like Finally, dad's going to join us.
0: We check back in with him 30 years later and he's like living alone with no friends. So bringing ba- bringing everyone back at least makes me happy. It's like, no, no, we still like each other.
2: Good. Okay. No, and and the implication was there's there was a reason there was some incident that happened X years ago that sure. made him retire. You know that that's pretty standard. And I'm not gonna not gonna say oh that's that's a cliche. Why are they doing that? No, that's a, a you know pretty standard story.
0: I'm gonna be very interested to see what that would happen to be because if there's one thing I know about Captain Picard, it's that he's not a
2: quitter. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The very first thing we see him do in Farpoint is mm-hmm. retreat. Yep. So that was he also. Is a
0: that was also seven years of show ago. Yeah, I know, I know that. Like, that's one of the things I think he's evolved beyond.
2: Well, yes. But also, you know, if you want to be consistent with the entire character and sort of tie up everything and say it all makes sense.
0: I suppose that's fair.
2: Then you, you, you know, you do callbacks to everything, not just the stuff you liked. No, just the stuff I like. Yeah. That's how Star Trek is made now. Just the stuff I like. I mean, it sure is. Here's the two things you like most about uh, Next Gen, Picard and Data. Here they are. Mm -hmm. Also, you guys liked Seven of Nine, even if you didn't watch Voyager. So here she is. Yep. And look. fighting the Borg, the villains you all love. And look, I love Jerry Ryan. We came to really like Seven of Nine. Like, I'm happy she's there. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And if Picard's got to deal with the Borg again in some capacity, it makes sense that Seven, who's now back in the Alpha Quadrant, would Mm -hmm. be a good person to consult for that. Like, hey, you know about these guys. What do we do? That's also, the,
0: how happy am I that she's dressed like a regular person?
2: Yeah, very happy. Yes, extremely happy. Me too. No, and I was delighted to see her. I really was. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it does also feel a little pandery, is all.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, well, it can be thing, both. This whole thing does.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: And I hope. I hope that the show. I really want the show to be good because yeah, it's our first but, step like further out than the, than uh, where uh, Trek Nine left us off before we started doing the back like all of the. Um, Going backwards,
2: yeah, no, and Disco is now going way ahead into the future, and mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. But uh, so you know, we, we don't know much about season three yet. Um, I have read that they're going to be coordinating with uh, the Picard show to make sure everything stays consistent, which is good. Mm-hmm. But that I, is good. But they're going like I think eight hundred years further, or so, some ridiculous number. Like they're going to mm-hmm. be way in the future. So, like two different shows are going to be doing you know what happened after Nemesis, which is good. Um, so we'll see. Do you, do you have anything like, I, I have a little list of stuff I wanted to talk about. Do you have anything else about disco season three? Like apart from it's happening, hope it's No, better? not really.
0: You know, I, I've may been pretty clear about what I would like to see with disco going forward. I think. I've
2: been pretty much like, I, I think more disappointed than pleased with disco, unfortunately, but, uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. There's, I,
0: I, I still like those guys. I hope they give yeah. those guys more
2: fun stuff to do. I like all of those characters except, uh, you know. Ash Tyler Mm -hmm. and uh, Evil O and I like the actor Mm -hmm. who plays Evil George I just don't like Evil O. Yep, and
0: with any luck, we can leave them behind in the uh, Section 31 show that
2: apparently isn't happening. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. So they made all these announcements. Mm -hmm. They announced the Picard show, Disco Season 3, two animated shows, uh, all the shorts. Wait, the second animated show? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec. All right. Uh, But there was not one single mention of the Section 31 show that everyone was excited about at the beginning of Disco Season 2. hmm Like, not one. Not not like a logo or this is in production also. Just nothing. Did they yeah. drop they don't, it? Yeah, they
0: don't even mention it. Like
2: I would love it if they just dropped it, but there's no... Like, there's nothing. hmm So, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as animated shows go, uh, there is the one by the, the Rick and Morty guy, which mm-hmm. I know is a show you like. I do not care for it. That's fair. Um that looks like it might be interesting. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's uh lower decks. That's about sort of like the <laughs> It sounds like USS Hood the series. Yes, of course. Like the fuck ups on the fuck up ship. That's that's a fun idea. Yep. Uh and then there was another one that's going to be airing on Nickelodeon that is more geared toward children. Oh, wow. Okay. You you heard about this months ago. I probably did. But I did, like I don't remember much more about that. It's it's mm-hmm. the premise sounded okay. And it's gonna be CG like uh, like the Clone Wars, Rebels, like that stuff. Okay, so that could be good. Yeah, but it it like stylistically and tonally, I think it's going to be very different from the other animated show. Like they're not uh-huh. going to be covering the same ground at all. Mm. So I don't know much more about that. They like sure they showed us art and uh, announced voice cast for Lower Decks.
0: Yeah, I've seen the. Uh, I'm looking at the pictures right now. I yeah. like the design on these. Yeah, me too.
2: No, and again. Cautiously optimistic. I just... Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It feels like it's going to be very broad humor, but... We'll I mean, see. we'll see. Like... Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know. Like, it could be great. I, mm-hmm. I like... I've said this a lot of times. I like that Star Trek is expanding and doing different things. Yeah. Like, I want there to be several shows and maybe some little one-off things that it just... Each one needs to feel different. And...
0: Yeah. No, the more stuff there is, the more unique that stuff can get and that everything doesn't just have to feel samey all the time
2: yeah and i'm happy about that uh they announced a bunch of shorts too like way more than last time i think like like eight this time something like that
0: well i think they figured out that's a good way to like keep people's interests up and you can bring back like yeah uh, pike yeah
2: that's that's gonna be one of them i don't know if you saw the trailer for that uh
0: no i did not
2: there's a there's a cute scene with spock and number one uh, trapped in an elevator and uh, Spock boring number one to tears. That's all. Uh. <laughs> it is very cute. All right. Um, so
0: we know that number one likes cheeseburgers and not being bored.
2: <laughs> well, it's Spock's first day and he's trying real hard to impress her and uh-huh. just talking way too much. All right. That's pretty cute. It was it was very it was very good. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to enjoy that one. Uh, one of them, though, uh, to bring back something you mentioned earlier, uh, has the letter Q in it. It's called IQ.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: And I wonder if that's where they're going to deal with their Q stuff, uh, separate from the Picard I, show.
0: I really like. That's the thing I I really want to see is is uh, <sighs> one one more Q appearance. I don't like the idea that uh, he's just left his best friend alone for uh, I
2: don't think however long is, it's been. I just don't think they're best friends. I understand you read way more into that relationship than I do.
0: Q, listen, you' I'm
2: your best friend. You're not my best friend. See, I think Q was fascinated with him. Like, mm-hmm. if, if if I'm I'm willing to get on board with your thing that he had a thing for him. Uh huh. That he was in love with him, whatever. But I think he was infatuated with him for about mm-hmm. seven years, and then he just uh, found something else that caught his interest.
0: Nah, I I, I don't buy that. I, I think that's I, the I life of a bu- Q. I, I will buy if like uh, he le- he just, he checks out because Picard got boring, like. Yeah, man. He's just like, I settled down. I make wine now. And Q just like, oh, fuck this.
2: I, I mean. I wonder what Kathy's up to. The thing is, Kath, he called her. <laughs> that no one named Katherine has ever been called in That's the history of happened. catherine's No one <laughs> has called. I think they'd probably be called Erin before they be called <laughs> Kath. <laughs> but, uh no, I don't know. I've, like,. Also, I don't feel the disappointment in Picard being retired, because he was in Starfleet for a million years, and he had an incredible career. If he wants to spend his last 20 years making wine, who cares, you know?
0: Well, I'm fine with that. I just don't want him to be retired and disgraced and sad. I like the guy. I'd like him to have a happy ending.
2: Mm, I don't mind that, but I don't want a whole show about that.
0: Well, no, I don't want to watch that, but if you told me about it later, that would be fine. If it
2: was canon, if he showed up in someone else's story and that's what he was like...
0: Uh, so you're taking over the Enterprise. What are we at? Uh, let's go with F.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Well, I'm retired, and I make wine now, but I'm pretty happy, and I have a dog, so, well, look, you know. We
2: can, we can break a bottle of my wine over the uh, hull to uh, christen it.
0: So it's nice to meet you, uh, uh, Commander New Guy, and uh, let's hope they never forget the name Enterprise. And I'll just take my check, and I'll see you later. Picard mm. out.
2: Nope, not until you say it. Uh,
0: I'm Captain Picard. Thank
2: you. Jesus took me a second. I'm like, what are you engaged? Whole, That's not right. The whole time, they're standing on the bridge looking at this old guy like, who is this? He hasn't Say said it. it. It looks like that guy, but he didn't. Oh, oh, he's Captain Say Picard. the
0: line, Bart. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I didn't do it. As far woosel. as What's that? I didn't do it. Woozle-wuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there is the infamous Tarantino Star Trek that may or may not be happening.
0: Uh, so I watched, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood,
2: uh-huh.
0: uh, I did not care for it. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 the one thing it hammered home for me was that this guy should not be making a, uh, Star Trek
2: show. I see. I still think he might be an interest. Like it might be interesting to see someone else's take, but on the other hand, I'm kind of done with him. So
0: I, I will definitely say this. I do not want to see a Star Trek movie by him. About like Captain Kirk and like I don't want him taking tackling the O nine Trek guys. Yeah. If he wants to do his own weird like thing over here, like fine. I just that's, I, that's better. I still don't really want to.
2: I I think I've been like it. the only person who like yeah I I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. What the hell? But also I'd love to see lots of other direct like he's he mm-hmm. would be pretty far down the list. I would love yeah. to see lots of different directors take on on a Star Trek uh-huh. movie, but. Also, you got to remember and this is a thing a lot of people are not re- realizing. This guy talks about projects he's going to do all the time and most of them never surface. That is true. I still and also don't...
0: he's lo- also he's lo- like he has very firmly said this is whatever this is is going to be my last movie. So yeah. like if he gets... I definitely after that career career I wouldn't use your last your last movie to
2: do like an adaptation to something. But also but that's just me, but also they've had trouble getting Chris Pine back. And if he wants that crew and he doesn't have Kirk, then mm-hmm. what is even the point? Like, there's a lot of ways this could fall apart. And I'm not that worried about it because. Well, then he can call up his best friend, Bill Shatner. And I, I called that the first time they said Tarantino's making a Star Trek movie. He's like, well, yeah, Shatner's he'll bring Shatner back. back. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't ever need to see him in anything again. Thank you. No, I'm good. That's that's fine. Thanks. Uh, And then there's the uh, uh, CBS and Viacom recombining thing, Mm -hmm. which uh, I I mean, everyone has said is good for Star Trek. I think it probably is. Uh, They haven't really said how. It just means that the movies and the TV shows don't have to be separate anymore. Hopefully that means more crossover, more like I'd love to see some of the Trek 09 guys in, you know, I don't know, disco maybe or something. I I don't know how that would work. Do a short about Sulu Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, I there's... just,
0: I, I think it's dumb that they're, uh, that th- they've been apart for all this time. And like, yeah, I agree. And putting they're... it back to, like, I, I don't have any particular, like, anything I'd
2: particularly like to see. I just think it's dumb to not have them together. So I, I think, like, there's been talk about now this is going to be the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. It should have been this, like, it
0: like, has 10 been for ago, fucking right? ever,
2: man. Like, yeah, well, it was in the 90s before that was, like, a widely accepted thing. But yeah, why the t- why have they taken so long getting, you know, We were saying this early in PA. like, Mm -hmm. now they've made a couple of good movies. Why don't they, like, why why don't they get the machine going again? Yeah, exactly. And they are, I guess, finally next year maybe, but Mm. Jesus, took forever. Yeah, totally. So we'll see. And I don't know, like, it's the same with Disney buying everything. It's like, on the one hand, I hate that, like, five corporations own everything I like. Yep. I mean, yeah, okay, good. Disney's, like gonna make a, a good x-men thing now or whatever that's fine but mm-hmm. on the other hand man disney is the company that made uh, public domain impossible yeah exactly like this is this is bad in a certain way too it's it's good in a temporary this is a nice entertainment thing way but bad in it a is big picture bad way. for the every literally, literally everything else yeah it's i don't love it yeah so anyway uh, but that's all the new Trek stuff, unless there's anything else you. Uh, I think that's everything. I'm mean, gonna roll into the questions. Uh, well, there's the DS9 documentary, which we oh watched, yeah, of course, God, uh, I can't believe watched a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Which was as expected, very very good. Oh, it was so sweet. Um one one thing I need to say to anyone mm-hmm. who purchased... like if you if you kickstarted it great. Uh, if you get it through like if you get a disc, great. Uh, if you buy it through Amazon, you do not get the bonus features. Yeah, that I, was... I annoying. just want to point that out. There is apparently a whole extra hour that they had to cut. There's stuff about uh, uh, Trials and Tribulations. There's, there's some other stuff I was really interested mm-hmm. in. Uh, if you get it through iTunes, you get that. If you get it through Amazon, you get nothing. Yeah. So just to, just to mention, if, you, if you're on the fence about buying it, uh, buy the disc or buy it on iTunes or somewhere, but make sure you get the bonus stuff because it seems like there's great stuff we missed out on. Yeah. But all that said
0: definitely get it if you're a ds9 fan it
2: was so good
0: oh my god it was just seeing everybody back together and just god i love the
2: the the tag of them writing the uh season eight yeah they had most of the writer's room or what they said was this isn't the entire writer's room but we obviously couldn't get all you know dozen of us together so we picked like six also Michael Piller's no longer with us. David Allen Field's no longer with yeah. us. But this is the rest of us. And it was Ron Moore and Ira Stephen Bear and uh, Robert Hewitt Wolf, like a bunch of those guys who wrote the best stuff. Yeah. All hashing out what season eight would be. And that was sort of the thread that ran through the whole thing. They'd keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. And it was very good until... <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about this. Like, it's like, oh yeah, that is where Kira would be now. Ooh, that is a good place for Cisco to come back. Yeah. And yeah. it turns out the big villain is Section 31 again, grown and they want to take away christmas <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't cuz every everything they talked about was so good like and it's like ooh yeah you remembered that thread or you you kept up with that very good yeah like like and it's the nog like Nog's bringing
0: a, everyone back together and yeah. like Jake shows
2: up and like here's what everybody's up to. And also Jake, Jake and his brother, who was mm -hmm. the baby that was like that uh, Cassidy was pregnant with in the finale, was like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Cisco has another kid now. Yep. Like Molly shows up and that's
0: Uh great. Just like all of this stuff that ties together is so good. And then they get to like and then still very excited. They go and that's when we bring in Section Thirty One. And the three of
2: us looked at each other and went, oh. And not only that. But Section 31's big plot. And it was like, okay, these guys invented Section 31. They got something cool. Yeah, of course. Like, mm. No, the prophet religion has become too unstable, and so mm. they want to kill the prophets. They're going to kill the, cro- the prophets and ruin Christmas. Yeah, they're going to kill God so that religion it can no longer be a thing. And it's like, we will destroy religion. Like, oh, <laughs> come on, man. So... That was a little disappointing.
0: That was bad, and I forgot. Like I was so overwhelmed by how good everything oh, else 90% was. Ninety percent of it like, was so good. Yeah, they, just like oh, oh yeah, and just like, uh, Iris Stephen Bear is so enthusiastic, and he's I love just him like so much the weird boss with his blue beard running around putting this thing together and it just
2: made me so happy i love that he made the documentary it wasn't just some enthusiastic fan who had access to him he like they had bits of they they had weird little meta bits and they cut Mm. away with him sitting with the editor (laughs) like talking about what should be in the documentary and stuff like that but it's clear this was his thing Mm -hmm. and that's why you really got like all the little like things you might not have had access to, things you might not have had insight into. Yep. Just from his point of view. Very good. My one of my favorite things mm-hmm. was um, they did a little sort of like checklist of like okay, Star Trek's known for being socially conscious and they patted themselves on yeah. the back for uh, Far Beyond the Stars, which they should have. Very mm-hmm. good episode. Patted themselves on the back for past tense. What? No. Everyone seems to think that episode was great. We're not getting into that again. Uh, and then he's like yeah, and then we also did rejoined, which was uh, LGBTQ uh, issues, right? And he almost checked it off. He's like, "No, you know what? No, we yeah. didn't do enough. Like, uh, Garrick should have absolutely been in a relationship with Bashir. Mm-hmm. They should have been straight up dating and having sex. And I didn't push far enough. Yeah. And he's like, "We don't deserve a check for that. And yeah. like, oh man, Ira, you were you were great. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you recognize that you did some things, but like not enough." Like, oh, so good. No, and
0: in, in, in a documentary celebrating Deep Space Nine, to just, like, not take the easy way
2: out and just, like, and also we did this.
0: Because I see, I see them use that a lot.
2: Like well, yeah, It's because it's the standard line for Trek. Mm-hmm. We are important. We are great at, you know, giving, like, uh, talking about important issues.
1: Yeah. Uh, you
2: are, but you're not. Yeah, there are a handful of very good examples and a lot of very bad
0: examples. It's like anything else. People remember the big stuff they forget about. Yeah. Like How bad rest. it was a lot of the time. Uh-huh.
2: How all the series just mostly fucked it all up. But yeah. but the fact that he recognizes and says we should. And the whole time, Andrew Robinson is like, oh, yeah, I wanted to fuck Bashir. I wanted to uh-huh. fuck him. So and it was just from very, very fir- from the from the first day. There was a lot of talk about all that. Like it wasn't yeah. just a passing reference. They, they They went into it for a while. Mm-hmm. It was very good, uh, but the lead story for us mm-hmm. was they didn't get new footage of Avery Brooks. He said, no. uh, sorry, I've I've done all the interviews I want to do. You you're welcome to use old footage of me. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm just not interested in sitting down and I believe- talking about didn't this Didn't they
0: say something like he picked like like he he picked like what interviews to use or something like that he was still involved in some way he just didn't want to uh yeah he handpicked
2: like the interviews and he he watched the documentary like uh when it was done and mm -hmm. said it was very good and watched it again or something like that like yeah like he's still involved he just didn't want to do more talking head stuff which is fine
0: which is fine yeah Yeah. like if they sat me down with shatner it would probably keep
2: me from coming back either but so instead that, you know, obviously they talked about like the captain, the most important one mm-hmm. and his, you know, they did a whole thing about his relationship with Jake and they, yep. they talked to Sarah Clofton did appear in this documentary <laughs> uh, and, and they did a whole like segment about their relationship, which to me is like the, the bedrock of that show. Oh, absolutely. And um, and then all the actors start talking about the experience of working with him. Yeah. What's it like working with Avery Brooks? Yeah. Well, I think it was Casey Biggs, the guy who played uh, DeMar. Mm-hmm. It was like Avery was directing an episode And I was I was just not quite there I was not finding the, the character I was not quite in the zone And he just comes to me and he says Glide, dig? And I got it, it all made sense to me then What? <laughs> Glide, dig? And uh, someone I lo- else I, I, lo- I love it, I love him. him so much And then someone else chimed in and said Yeah, when when uh, he directed me He just said, slalom What? <laughs> Slalom.
0: They they, they they, cut to everybody just going, working with Avery is like jazz. He's like jazz. Jazz. He's jazz. You know, yes, he's like every jazz. single
2: cast member, everyone who's worked with him and, and been directed by him. I has, just. Yeah.
0: The, the guy is
2: fascinating to me. Oh, yeah, me too. No, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And glide dig. Glide dig. I'm going to be using that. A lot. I don't know what the fuck uh-huh. it means, but I I'm love it. it. I'm getting it on a button. Uh-huh. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird to see the dude who uh, Max Grodenchik who played Rom, actually be charming. Yeah, actually, he's be, in it
0: a little. He opens it with uh. Yeah, a Vic Fontaine
2: uh, style song. Yeah, and then the, apparently he wrote. Yeah, and it was a little parody song. It was a little like you that's know, fine. Yeah, he rhymed. You know, walk out the door with Noor or whatever. It was <laughs> cute. Uh, and then the guy who played Ducat was a little creepy yeah that was disappointing he's like i thought i should have had sex with nana <laughs> uh, okay. okay all right mark dial it back a little right, you're not the character you. anymore
0: all right thank you that was i upsetting
2: i, th- I thought he was speaking as ducat but mm-hmm. mm, then it kept mm-hmm. happening i did not get that vibe i thought because sometimes actors are like that they'll sure. just like like you know Cole you'll say something like well I thought I should have done this and like sure. what you mean is what you you thought O'Brien should do
0: this. Yeah, I've seen that before. I've done that before yeah. honestly. Like yeah.
2: yeah. I mean we're but, we're performers. Uh, yeah. But, but uh yeah. It was it was a little unsettling. Uh-huh. But there there were some outstanding things. Um the Not visitor in particular.
0: Ira Stephen Bear and Nana Visitor made me so happy. Yeah, they had. They, they seem to have
2: a great relationship, and
0: they like they do the the end credits, and they are so clearly like friends in real life, and it's yeah. just sweet.
2: And like the credits are rolling, and they're sort of standing there doing shtick, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Ira, we can't be done yet. We're uh, <laughs> we're we are we we did not talk about trials and tribulations. Well, that's in the bonus features. We had to we had to cut it for time. Okay, but we didn't show the the most like the best scene like everyone's favorite scene from all the entire series the fans the the actors everyone loves this the most Mm -hmm. it's like what and she leans over and whispers to him he's like oh yeah and then they show this crisp gorgeous beautifully restored to hd footage of them a count to four
1: (laughs) very good
2: oh god Uh, we all just like fell on the floor for that yeah that that was that was very good it was very good (laughs) yes so, you know, I guess we spoiled some of the better parts, but it, it goes on for like two hours. Like, it's all very, yeah, very,
0: good. Check it out, man. It's completely worth your time.
2: Yes, it is. And it is nice, even if Star Trek itself still refuses to acknowledge DS9's greatness. DS9 will acknowledge its own greatness. Thank you. <laughs> there was a brief appearance by Rick Berman, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we wanted to throw stuff at him. And there was a dumb sort of, like, uh, uh, photo shoot where he's pretending to strangle Ira Stephen Bear for being so difficult. Uh-huh. Okay, whatever, man. Yeah, fuck off, Rick Berman. Yeah. And they they made it pretty clear that all of the good stuff happened despite Rick. Yeah. They just framed it in a way because I'm sure they wanted to involve him in the thing because he was, you know, he was mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. So, you know, there is that.
0: I don't know. They also really dance around the whole uh, uh, Terry Farrell there was that yeah like it it, like it's in there but they're so vague about it if
2: you know what happened you know to read between the lines but they don't say it and that is a little disappointing
0: yeah Yeah. and I mean I could totally see Rick Berman going like I'm not coming back unless you cut this thing out but I'm like come on Ira I know who we need more and it's Terry Farrell
2: no and at one point she like she's crying because she didn't want to leave the show and telling the story again and it's like oh man knowing that part of that was because she was being fucking harassed by mm-hmm. the executive producer. Like that adds a whole like she's not just sad to leave her friends. Yeah. It's way worse than that. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So but, you know, apart like I think that's the only thing they didn't handle so well. Yeah. Apart from that, very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it finally happened because that was in production for years. It's been
0: like five years or something, hasn't it? Yeah, they kickstarted like, that forever. Ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So good, good, very good. Worth your time. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's crack into the mail. All right, uh, a lot of this is about you know the shows we've been watching and so forth. Sure. Uh, Dan writes in, hi I Dan. W- I would one hundred percent listen to a full post to toe recap of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I we're was, not doing uh, that.
0: but <laughs> No, we're not doing that. But uh, I was very excited to talk about Battlestar Galactica. I think I hit like I think between the two of us we I hit think that came across any of our like sort of big points. But uh, yeah, well, that's a that's a show I really loved for a very long time. So. For-
2: for any of the series we were very intimately familiar with, we used it, like, the one hour as an excuse to discuss the entire series. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we did that several times. We did it with the X-Files, we did it with the Sopranos, like, you know. Uh, and he also says, though, Al is 100% wrong about Lost. I'm sorry I'm not. Lost did pay off its its mysteries if you paid attention. If you didn't like it, that's fine. But it absolutely did.
0: I cannot like, speak to Lost.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, Flonk will back me up on this, though. mm it was, I enjoyed it. It had, it had his dull moments. It had his good moments. It was sure. largely better than it was not good, but, uh, that's a show I'd consider watching one of just to, uh, you know, just for fun. I think you'd enjoy like a single episode of it I that. think I've seen the pilot
0: and I think I enjoyed the, the right. pilot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one comes from Andrew. Hi, Andrew. And, uh, it's about X-Files. Oh, all right. Uh, Hey, Alan, Matt. Hi. Uh, I'm delighted to hear that you're going to be doing well we've done it now uh, what is probably my all time favorite X-Files episode on your podcast next week seriously it's just a delight and occasionally laugh out loud funny episode that I think you'll enjoy and we did mm-hmm. on a related note if you're looking for another 90s era TV series no <laughs> never <laughs> to drop in on as you wait for the return of new Star Trek I'd encourage you to consider watching an episode of Chris Carter's other TV series from that era Millennium mm-hmm. it didn't last long three seasons and the seasons are wildly different particularly the third and not in a good way it is absolutely of an era, and when uh, when it was at its best, the second season mostly, it rolled out some terrific, utterly unique episode. E.g. Beware of the Dog and A Room with No View. Has to be better than watching Quantum Leap or another episode of Deadly Games. Can't remember which decade it's from, but I'm not about to check, right? I think Quantum Leap was the 80s. Deadly Games was definitely the 90s. Ah. Thanks again for the countless hours of entertainment you guys provide. Your podcast is honestly a highlight of my and my wife's week. Can't wait till you guys sink into your teeth uh the upcoming Picard series and a season of discovery set in a more interesting time period. Seas- seriously the time jump alone fixes a lot of the problems I have with that series. Mm, good. Yeah. I, never uh, I saw will Millennium. say this.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. Uh I will say this if we're going to if we're going to be adapting any Chris Carter uh joint, it'll be harsh realm. That's <laughs> harsh realm.
2: Yeah, we know how I feel about realms. No thank you. you pro realms, right? No. No. And in fact, uh I'm I am i am I'm exercising my veto power here. This this show is anti-realm. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Mike X. Mike X, by the way, has done some great art for us, uh, for, for Pa uh, on occasion, and he's been doing some great art for uh, Endeavor as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he did the cover for the uh, uh, episode seven, which is going to be dropping soon. Uh, I think it was also episode three. Yeah, the one that I wrote. Uh, uh, very good stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, He says, hey guys, I've been thinking about the stage you're in right now with Pa, wandering the entertainment landscape. In some ways, it's almost like you're lost on a voyage far from home, as if in some sort of delta-like quadrant of some sort of galaxy. This brings me to my field report from the Star Trek Exploring New Worlds exhibit at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan. Among the props, costumes, and artifacts from every Star Trek series, including one of the pink conspiracy aliens, I found this. It's a picture of that Star Trek cookbook with Neelix on the cover that I believe you have a copy of. I own that, yes. Yes. Clearly, this was a far more exciting find than the original 60s uniforms or Data's head or the full-size filming models of the Enterprise-D and DS9. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. What's actually in that book? It is
0: weirdly, like, it is a combination of dishes... Is it a normal cookbook? It is a normal cookbook with normal recipes. And it vacillates between, like... Stuff from Star Trek that you can make, like plumeek soup or whatever. Sure. And also, like, dishes that, like, Star Trek actors...
2: That's what I figured. I figured it was, like, Ethan Phillips does cooking or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, there's, like, there's literally, like, I believe there's, like, some Avery Brooks, like... uh like
2: <laughs> Jazz soup. Jazz soup, yes. Jazz pasta.
0: Yeah. Um, I
2: just, like, what is jazz food? I'm trying
0: to think. I don't even know where to start there. <laughs>
2: Well that's that's something.
0: I will say this um the christmas I got it from my mom uh I opened the ba- the 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 package and there was Neelix's grinning grinning face leering out of from
2: the cover. I believe we were deep into Voyager at that point too so your mm-hmm. Neelix hate was at a, at an apex. And I started of turning to my mom and she's smiling and I'm just like I, to myself I'm just thinking
0: well she tried.
2: Uh-huh. Can't really argue with that. You're Bart Simpson opening up the golf video game on Christmas. I'm like, yep. Oh, thanks, Mom. Uh, it's, it's great. Oh, as, God. As far as anxiety goes, I think mm-hmm. that's one of my, like, I know it's nothing, but that's seriously one of my biggest anxiety triggers is when someone does something really nice for me and uh-huh. it's something I don't want. I feel uh-huh. so bad about that. <laughs> like, I'm literally tearing up even thinking about it in the abstract, not even a specific example. It <laughs> freaks me out. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, that's why I don't like people doing stuff nice for me. Not because I don't like nice things, but because if you mess it up, I'm going to feel bad.
0: Yep. Oh, you Ugh. did your best, and your best wasn't good enough. Yeah. Uh,
2: Okay, Uh, Mike continues, uh, no real question. I just wanted to let you know that this weird new experiment has been entertaining. I'm glad. All right. Well, good. Although glad. there has to be room for Manimal, right? Mm. Mm. We have had trouble finding stuff for the 80s, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, 80s but, and the 70s have both been pretty bereft of good television. I mean, I would say the 90s as well, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm apparently alone in that. <laughs> Everyone loves the 90s. Oh, and Bob's Bob's picked a uh, a UPN UPN ass UPN show. Uh huh. So we get that to look forward. Something to. Something to look forward to there. Uh, mm-hmm. He is he has chosen Legend, mm-hmm. which actually like. As much as a UPN show from 1995, well, uh, I, I was looking a little uh, into it, uh, co-created by Michael Piller, mm. who was one of the creators of DS9. Yep. So it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe. We'll All see. All right. We'll see. Uh, this one comes from Andy. Hi, Andy. Uh, hi, guys. How are you? We're, uh, f- we're good. F- for Matt, did you know All about right. Gundam's 40th anniversary and that they're teaming up with Hello Kitty? The latest trailer has Hello Kitty getting shot by Zakis? Zakis? I am almost
0: completely unfamiliar with Gundam. Hmm. Uh, I went, as far as giant robots go, uh, I went straight to Evangelion and never did anything else.
2: Hmm. I don't know anything about any of that. Yep, that's fair. Uh, And he says, For me, uh, I've been watching your Transformers reviews and I was wondering if you've ever felt disdain for first aid being the worst kind of pacifist as a pacifist yourself. No, actually, like... Uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers both had pacifist characters which is kind of what taught me the word. That's real interesting for G.I. Joe. Yeah. No they're medic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh god everyone's yelling at me right now. I never remembered their names. Uh, Not Doc. Bandages? No. Doc was the the original medic who he was a black dude uh, Mm -hmm. in, in like the first season and then there was another one and I cannot remember his name to save my life. Well, good uh, news. Doc says Duke's gonna be okay. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> the uh, one thing I know about GI Joe. Uh, yeah, I reviewed the entire series, and I don't know much about it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I for for real, like real talk, for a sec. Like when I was ten, eleven, twelve, watching these dumb cartoons and about fighting, and like there was a character in each of them that didn't want to fight. It's like, oh, that's a thing. You could you could not want to fight, huh? Huh. That's kind of cool, and that that's where I learned the word, so yeah, uh, for both, any thoughts on the upcoming Picard show, we talked about that, yeah, uh, uh, yes, see earlier, yes, exactly. I don't know why you would start listening to a podcast like in the middle I, but I don't, but, judge. I, but I'll fight to the death for your right to do so, and I will passively uh not do that <laughs> uh Lauren writes, hi, hi Lauren. friend, podcast ears, hello. Uh, So the last year has been a little weird for me. I've allowed work to be a little all-consuming, and aside from a handful of Marvel movies, I haven't watched a whole lot of new entertainment. More Mm. than ever, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've kind of taken a break from this show for a while. It's not you, it's me. Hadn't planned on doing this, but I also hadn't planned on ever watching Discovery. Uh, An exclusive streaming service. (laughs) No thanks. So I was a bit indifferent to the whole affair. Having jumped around a bit in your... uh, Earth episode order. I found myself thoroughly enjoying the in-between episodes, both the revisiting of Ghosts of Star Trek Past, as well as the smorgasbord of post-atomic whatever random reviews. Lots of fun. And then the Picard Show trailer dropped. Not that it really uh, not that it really whetted my appetite for that show, I honestly don't think I really care, but I'm certain that it did uh, awaken my nostalgia for next-gen and for Star Trek in general. Mm-hmm. I went back and listened to a lot of your next-gen reviews and then re-listened to all the do-over episodes from last year. And then because of, oh my god, now I'm watching Star Trek Discovery, thanks to a purchase (laughs) from iTunes, I've now listened to a review of the two-part pilot, and I will continue to listen to each review as I go through the series. That's right, your past is my future. (laughs) So basically, I've been listening to Pa almost exclusively for about six weeks now, and you all continue to make my life a little bit cheerier every day. Very much looking forward to catching up on all the disco... discussions Over the next few months. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, that's nice to hear. Yeah, that is nice. To yeah, hear. and I I maintain like some people are like uh you know I'm I'm behind on your show. You can listen to the show in any order you want. Like yeah, dude. Like I take break from, breaks from podcasts all the time. Like but particularly the nature of this show is reviewing. Like apart from discovery, we're not reviewing anything current. You like know jump in whenever you want. Yeah, you or, are like like our references might. Be a little dated and mm-hmm. if you listen to our very old ones we're probably not as enlightened as we'd like to be that's for sure and we both and and the guests get enamored with particular bits that we have long now since forgotten like catfish if you oh god I almost forgot about that <laughs> and every now and then I'd be like oh yeah that that it was a thing we found funny for about three months mm-hmm. <laughs> and just I we've been around, this show's been around for almost 10 years Mm-hmm. Like we celebrated ten years of podcasting as a whole, but this show kicked off near the beginning of that. So yep. next September is ten years for like this. Like, yep, there's a lot, and I don't remember most of it. I don't remember what yeah. we did last week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, jump in anywhere you want, and it's like an episode guide. That's the whole point. Yeah. We're it. We're just happy that you're listening. Yeah, and there's a um, there's a lot of articles going on. You know, those websites, the nerd websites, love explaining things to you dissecting trailers and all that stuff Uh uh-huh and there's a whole thing now about like the start of the essential next gen episodes to like uh to before the picard show Mm -hmm. like yeah i get it i mean you know we did it before but that's fine yeah yeah no you're doing your best good work I mean, way more people are going to
0: see io9's list than they are ours, but... Uh, I mean, sure, but also io9's list is going to be like the flute episode and the best of both worlds. I mean, that's You're probab- welcome. We're out of here. That's probably
2: ours as well, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we also put the time in. That is true. If, um, but if you want to, for instance, see what we thought of Next Gen like uh, in one convenient place, we do still have our episode guides. Mm-hmm. Go to posttomachor.com, click on store. Uh we have an original series 1 and an next gen 1. I I like to remind people of this every now and then. Yeah. Um and we what we do is like there's new material there, not the same jokes we made on the show. We made an extra mm. effort to do that. And at the end of each one there's a thing, should you watch it? Yep. And basically all the ones we say should you watch if you if you tend to agree with us, those are the good ones. Yep. <laughs> Easy. And for next gen that's about half of them. Mhm. Uh oh and Lauren also says as a supplemental, eh? To my mm-hmm. previous email, I wanted to say this. Because I might possibly be the only person watching Disco two years after it premiered, I really appreciate the spoiler alert at the end of each episode. I forgot we did that, but I'm glad yep. we did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, this ooh, this one comes from our old friend Handsome Dan from Down Under. Oh, wow. Dear hosts of the most excellent post-anomic horror show. Thank you. was wondering, out of the shows you've done so far, uh, which you would like to see remade today, personally, I wouldn't mind seeing Alien Nation. Considering today's climate, they could get into some really meaty topics.
0: Yeah. No, I um I would also go with Alien Nation. Uh I talked about this when we were doing the episode, but there is so much meat on those gym mats to be explored.
2: <laughs> yep. There is. That's a reference I es- always enjoy, by the
0: way. Especially especially right now with yeah. uh like, with
2: gestures wildly. With <laughs> this. Yeah. Uh huh. I yeah. would I would love to see a new alien nation. Yeah. Yeah, same. I think we talked about that at the time. Yep. Uh, you know what I should do? I should mm. pull up the list because a few questions relate to like assessing where we've been so far. All right. So, like as far as reviewing these old shows, so perhaps I should pull up a list of what we reviewed so, so far mm. because as as I mentioned, I forget. Uh, I'd like to see the Flash remade into a show I would watch. Uh, that's just a cheap cheap shot, I don't know actually. <clears throat> uh, let's see. On Trek reviews, here we go. Going to our own website. <sighs> uh, Max Headroom was very much of its time. Yeah, I don't know that that. Should I don't be. know that that would work now. I think. Do you remember there was a um, there was a a rumor going around not too long ago that they're gonna reboot Battlestar Galactica again? <laughs> yeah, I remember. They
0: they talk about that every few
2: every few years. Oh, you know what? Um, the greatest American hero.
0: Oh yeah, they were talking about. I mentioned that when we did the episode. They were yeah. talking about doing that with
2: Mindy Kaling. That yeah. would be amazing. That would be all right. But in general, that I think we said this at the time too. That was a good premise that mm-hmm. was just awful. Whereas yep. Alienation was a good premise that yeah, you could do more stuff with now, but it was already pretty good. Like yeah, I think Flonk put this idea in my head a million years ago. Like if you're gonna remake stuff, remake the ones that were that should have been good and weren't. Yeah, exactly. He was talking about the like the Abrams movies re like covering ground from old Trek episodes. Yeah, like old tr- old crappy Trek episodes. Yeah, but if there's a good idea there, remake it and make it good this time instead of just mm. like pu- taking another stab at something that was already good. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's that would be my choice. The greatest American hero because there is a good comedic premise there. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the in the current like superhero entertainment climate, I think that would be excellent. Like mm-hmm. Then again, Amazon's quite good tick show showed that people don't seem to want a uh, a comedy superhero show. People are idiots. That show's amazing. I was going to ask if you'd seen it. I've seen the first season. I haven't seen season two Oh my yet, god, re- season two is so much better. I really enjoyed season one. Season one was a slow starter for me. Like, I liked it okay, and then it got mm-hmm. pretty good. Season two, like, hits the ground running and is good the whole way through. Peter it- Serafinowitz, I would never have get. Th-
0: that's his name, right? Yes, yeah, witch apparently. I, I would never in a million years have casted him as the Tick, and he is so good.
2: Yeah. No, he is. I mean, his, his American accent grates on me a little bit, but, but See, his acting is very good.
0: Even that I like because it just makes the Tick even weirder. Yeah. It's I, just I, like, I that's so. not really how people sound, the
2: Tick. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I don't know. I liked the one with Patrick Warburton, though, so, mm-hmm. you know. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Oh, and Dan says, P.S. I hold out hope you do the Vincent Price episode of The Muppets. (laughs) Well, if you're traveling, I don't know how we would review an episode of The Muppets. Yeah, that's true. It's like, uh, because it's a sketch comedy show, and Uh reviewing comedy is difficult. Mm hmm. Uh, also, I am gonna. I would say the, uh, the scene
0: from uh, the Vincent Price episode of The Muppets where uh, Kermit grows vampire fangs and chomps
2: down on Vincent Price's neck uh-huh. traumatized me as a small boy. Yes, I've, you've mentioned this because there's, there's a gif that makes the rounds on Tumblr regularly. Mm-hmm. And every time you see it, you're like, ugh. Yeah, it's terrifying.
0: <laughs> Plus, I trust Kermit the Frog. What's yeah, he doing?
2: Yeah, Kermit's the most friendly, likable, like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. No. Oh. Uh, next one comes from, well, he calls himself Gay Scott. I was going to stop calling him that, but he's calling himself that now. So. I mean, if he's owning it, like, you know, good for you, dude. Yeah, I, I no longer give, like, shock jock, uh, uh nicknames to people like I used to, because I feel like it's in bad taste, mm-hmm. but, uh, oh, he, he basically asked the same question that the Dan just did, which is, uh, of all the shows that you've covered, uh, which are ripe for a reboot. Uh, yeah, Nation. Yeah, uh, Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Vishal. Who hey, Michelle. Did some very excellent cover art for this uh, uh, supplemental and all the others. Just uh, it's uh, it's always
0: so exciting to see his to see his stuff because it's always just so good.
2: Well, this is supplemental forty-four, and there's a handful of like in-between ones like that mm-hmm. that weren't about Trek that I did myself, but he's done probably thirty-five to forty mm-hmm. good covers for us now.
0: Yeah, makes just, me so happy. Thank, yeah. thank you, Vishal.
2: Yes, thank you for that very much. Uh, so he says, "Dear Matt, now, hi. Back in the nine—no, 90- wait. Back in the '80s, I lived in Dubai for a couple of years, and they had enough uh, petrodollars for getting current '80s shows. Mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk was one of them, and I had vague memories of the same. In the early '90s, I was in Oman, which had petrodollars to spend, uh, but spent that on other things like building hospitals and natural history museums. So we got our Yankee culture through VHS. Mm-hmm. There was one tape of the Incredible Hulk show in circulation—one episode, the last one." Spoilers the episode where dr. David Robert Lou goddamn banner falls out of a tiny plane and dies on some concrete road That's mm-hmm. it. That's the end. Yep for years. I figured this was how every episode ended like some bizarre groundhog day, but with a uh, pasty uh, pistachio Blanca in it. I'm not sure I get that uh, Question if you could kill a main character in every episode of a thing. What thing would it be? I mean check <laughs> Yes off getting shot is something I will always remember. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, the current uh, take on the Hulk in comics, the Immortal Hulk, yeah, I was just going to mention, basically posits that uh, Bruce Banner can die over and over again, but the Hulk can't. Yep. And Hulk it turns it into kind of a horror life. thing. What's that? Hulk always comes back to life. Like they dissected him into a million pieces and he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Like just nothing, literally nothing can kill him.
0: If you're not reading it, uh, Immortal Hulk is the best comic coming out right now. It's fantastic.
2: I I mean I don't like it quite as much as you because it's kind of a horror thing and that's more your deal. But yes, well I here's
0: quite. here's the here's the thing. I love horror and I love the Hulk and they just right. they they combineded them. Someone they combined them. Com- they combined them. <laughs> well, you were in very a excited. Combinder.
2: <laughs> um, you're very excited. I understand grammar is uh-huh. not your first priority. Um, it's it's early. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I, I heard it compared to the, uh, uh, Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing. Yes. Taking a character that's always a little horror adjacent, but really embracing the horror of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's quite good. Um, I don't know, because, I mean, like, South Park did the Kenny thing, and I feel like anything that does, like, kills their main character in every episode, like, is just gonna be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just gonna feel like that. Sure. But... That said, I would love to watch the guy from Deadly Games die. That's I'd like it. to watch everyone in Deadly Games die at the end of every episode Ooh. like it's fucking Aeon Flux, except except Christopher Lloyd. Sure. He gets to stay. But everyone else. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see the greatest American hero die over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Yes. Yes. Uh, just looking at our list here. Um, no, nah, that's pretty much it. Mhm. Uh, this comes from Brian. Hi, Brian. That Brian. Mm. The one who's going to make us watch Time Tunnel next week. Uh Uh-huh. Hello, fellows. Hopefully this makes to you on time. I am just loving these one-off episodes, but I admit as a fan, I do somewhat miss the running gags and characters that would develop over the course of an entire series. So I was wondering, if you were to review an entire series or full series of one of the shows you've done since running out of Star Trek, which one would you choose? Hmm. I think openly mocking Mulder would be fun. <laughs> I would lose interest in that very quickly. <laughs> I, I seriously, I don't. Like here's the thing. I've talked about this before, but it's been a while. The whole formula of this show was Matt and I are both very excited about Star Trek, but also mm-hmm. willing to make fun of it. It is yes. in that sweet spot of things that we're both fans of, but also not so much fans of that we can't mock it if it if it requires that. Mm-hmm. There aren't a ton of things like that. Like you and I like a lot of the same stuff. Yep. We also like a lot of different stuff. But like, you know, we're friends. We have some stuff in common. But things that fit that exact definition of interesting to talk about, yeah. things that we're passionate about, but not too passionate. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. perfect few combination. and far between. There's. We had once talked about doing an entire uh, separate podcast when when Star Trek was over. When we when there weren't going to be any more shows. Mm. About progressing into a show about the Bruce Tim starting with Batman the animated series going on through Justice League. Yeah. And I think we both would have very much enjoyed that. Yeah. I think that probably would have been the bet. If there was going to be a follow up for PA, it would have been that. Yeah. Now that Star Trek's back, we're, you know, we're doing this until we're dead, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Hooray. Until the show becomes unprofitable. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we would have stopped uh, the second week of September 2010 if that were the yep. case. Never <laughs> profitable. <laughs> uh that's not why we do this at all um but i mean you know there's there's a few shows here and there that we're both but there's things where like you're super excited and i'll watch it i'm like yeah that's pretty good and vice mm-hmm. versa yeah but but things that we're both excited about there's there's not like yeah like that's with tough any one two, with any two people yeah like, it's not just me and you it's everybody like there's mm-hmm. there's not a ton of things like that And everyone's like, ooh, yeah, you could watch Babylon 5. No. Mm, We get real tired of Babylon 5 real quick. It's got to, like, I don't want to review something I don't think I'm going to like. Yeah. I don't want to, like, honestly, I don't know that I want to review The Sopranos the whole way through. Like, that's my favorite show. I've said that. Yeah. Because I love it so much, I don't know that I could. Tear it apart like I do with Star Trek.
0: Yeah, I, I I think what we're doing now with the one-offs works for the most part because it's it's a one-off, you know. Yeah, like, it doesn't
2: matter what you think because you only have to sustain it for an hour. You don't have yeah, to keep it going
0: forever. And if it's something that you're super passionate about, like Battlestar mm-hmm. Galactica or uh, The Sopranos or whatever, you know, you can burn, you can you can do that one episode and then you move on. Like yeah, that I don't that that I don't know that that passion sustains itself for every episode. Yeah,
2: exactly. But you know, again, I don't want to watch something I hate either. Yeah. We did that for a year. It was called Enterprise. Oh, never again. No. I mean, I don't know. It's possible they could make something that bad and we'd have to watch it. Like, the Section suppose, 31 show could be like I that. Su- I suppose that's true. God, I hadn't even considered. Well, I mean, seriously, if the Section 31 show is what it could be, mm-hmm. it could just be Enterprise. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Ugh. I mean, I. it could just be like serial killers and dark government stuff. I don't know if I could do that again, man. Well, it'd be fewer episodes, and it would be probably running concurrently with other things. True. So, there is Lord. That. All right. Yeah. It also might be, like, there's ways to make that good. We've talked about mm-hmm. this. You could make it crazy campy, and that that could be fun. Yep. Just lean into Michelle Yeoh's obvious joy at playing a bastard. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know we'll see like I said yeah. there's been no news so who knows yeah might not even be happening now as far as we like Who knows? oh man like, we're if the current docket was disco in the future mm-hmm. the Picard show two animated series and shorts that all sounds pretty good to me yeah like varying degrees of excitement but all of that sounds much more palatable than section 31 <laughs> yeah absolutely uh this one comes from Tidro hi Tidro she says love you that's all keep love up you the too. good work Aw, love you too, Tidro. mm mm-hmm. uh, And finally, this one comes from John Wiggins. He says, Why have you guys never brought up this fun nerd series? Uh, Eureka. It has Max Headroom, joke-stealing Will Wheaton, ad nauseum. I don't I know anything about that show. I th-
0: think I've heard of Eureka.
2: I think Felicia Day used to guest star on it occasionally,
0: which is how I know about it, because I love Felicia Day. Um, I mean, the, the reason- Is that scienti- like mad scientists- I feel like that's probably correct. That sounds right to me. I don't know. I, but, I, I've never seen it.
2: But yeah, here's here's a thing. We don't know about every show. I know that's weird, but like mm-hmm. like we like, some things just aren't on either of our radars. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with a couple of things about it, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have picked up on this over the years. I'm a little discriminating about what I watch. I watch a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. But apart from Riverdale, I don't watch a lot of trash. And uh, I'm not look, saying you're—I'm not saying Eureka was trash, but I'm saying like the bar for things I'll even look at is is fairly high. Man, I'm behind on good shows that I that I want to watch. Like I yeah. still got like two seasons of Veep I got to finish up. Oh, so good. I know the finale of that, which just aired a couple of months ago, is one of the most on-brand on like I won't spoil a thing. So so horrible then. Yes, like. Like, escalating, like, this is the payoff. Mm-hmm. Everything gets even more horrible for one last time. Yeah. Like, that's exactly how that show needed to end. And I'm so glad that it did. Yeah. Went out on top, for sure. That's fantastic. No, and uh, there's just, there's a lot of things, like, I don't watch because I have lots of other things, you know, very good things to watch, and unless something... Looks like it's going to be excellent. Like yeah. I won't. I don't watch a lot of pretty good shows just because there's too many things. Mm-hmm. It's either excellent or you know total garbage like Riverdale. Yeah, exactly. Because let's be clear, I do watch Riverdale, and it is a goddamn mess, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and and to bring it back briefly to Brian's question about uh, shows that I would do, he and I have briefly joked about doing a Downton Abbey podcast. Uh, I'm not, I would listen to that. I. That's another one. People mm-hmm. think that's a high class like period drama like because British accents and and they they put a lot of work into the way it looks. It is basically Riverdale in like the early 1900s. It is total trash. Oh my god. And if like the thing is apart from pa I don't I, I'm I'm getting a little tired of reviewing things. Mm-hmm. We'll do this. We signed up for this and I enjoy doing this with you, but Yes. When Amanda and I are done with that, the podcast. Like, I think I'm not taking on any new... Like, I'm, I, I, I want to do some other things. Sure. I don't know if I want to review more stuff. People have heard about enough of what I think. <laughs> I think you've had about enough attention for one day, Cadet Kirk. <laughs> uh, but that's all the mail we have. Oh, all right. Yeah. So good to hear from everyone. There is one more piece yeah. of mail, actually, from um, someone about um, Endeavor. Mm. We will hold on... Uh, to that, because uh, Endeavor is uh, our first season of Endeavor is running ten episodes. Yes, uh, and one a month. Uh, the new episode's about to drop, episode seven in September. So obviously, uh, eight is October, nine is November, ten is December. Yep. Uh, then we will be doing a supplemental for that show. I don't know that we'll call it a supplemental, but it's sort of like a like a behind the scenes episode. It's We're
0: gonna... more just like we want to ex- we want to be able to like talk about you know yeah, creator sort of commentary like, like it's,
2: yeah it's hard to do voice commentary over a, an, an audio only show mm-hmm. so we'll just do an hour where we go through like you know stuff we were trying to do or point out jokes you might have missed or yeah. know, crap like that um and if you have an email for us we would love to hear from you for that you can write to us the same way you write to us here post horror at gmail mm-hmm. uh and when we do our endeavor show for for january we will absolutely uh address anything uh you have to say about that show yeah um and yeah while we're wrapping up let's let's just talk about that for a minute um endeavor episode seven is about to drop yes uh if you are one of our patreon subscribers you will actually be getting it uh by the time you hear this it'll be available to you Mm -hmm. uh for everyone else it's available september 1st um we are so proud of how this show's turning out we yeah this is number seven and we just before we started recording uh reviewed the script for number eight Mm-hmm. Like we're almost done with the season, and we're just everything we ever wanted to see in Star Trek. We're we're slowly building our own thing, you know. Yeah, like all the stuff that we don't think they quite got right, or that we want to see more of. We're we're doing it. All our personal axes to grind. Yeah, we're talking a lot about neurodivergence. We're talking mm-hmm. a lot about like actual queer representation. Yeah, like just things that we think there should be more of and mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to do some of that like in a couple episodes I've written trying to do some of that stuff that I think Star Trek could do better talking about issues like absolutely I did one about the rich and I the one that we're working on now is about Nazis like mm-hmm. things that are happening right now yeah and you know and to to quote John Mulaney I don't care for these new Nazis <laughs> in case you weren't uh, yeah sure no what, which side I would come down on we don't take too many stances here on uh, on oh, the post atomic core.
0: That's, a, horror, that's not true that's at all. The whole show we take l- we take a lot of stances here on the post atomic yeah.
2: horror. And in case anyone was confused, fuck Nazis. Yes, and uh, I just wrote a forty page script to that effect. So, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be that'll be dropping in October. Yeah, but no, we're very and and the the voice performers have been just outstanding. Oh God, they're so good. Like to a, to a person, mm-hmm. like I I had the uh, fort good fortune to work with. Several uh, great, very talented people in on other projects, so it's like I already know who's great for this. Like, we can hit the ground running; we don't have to wait yeah. and find people. Like, no, like, and they're all so good, and and uh, we have a we have a composer, mm-hmm. uh, Rich DeThorne, has been writing yep, original music. it's
0: amazing. Everyone involved with this is just so good, you know. Yeah. And I am having so much fun working on, like, just working on the show.
2: Yeah, it's it's. You
0: know, I was I was up in
2: Seattle. Uh, I guess two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. just for the recording, and God, I enjoy doing that. Yeah, just us brainstorming, well, mm-hmm. what if this happened? I mean, basically, we've kind of mapped out season two already, just because yes. we're so excited, and, and it's nice. It's nice mm-hmm. to be doing this, and I would love it if, I mean, you guys who are interested are probably already listening. If If not, you should give it a chance, but... I would love it if people could spread the word a little. I yeah. I've said this from day one. I don't know how to promote things apart from no. like using the show I already have to talk about it or going on social media to people who are already following me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to get the word out to people who might be interested in this show, but maybe you guys do. Please like put it out there. Tell yeah. Tell the world. So anything else you want to say about that? I think that's it. All right. Well that's all for this time. As I mm-hmm. said next time we will be covering uh, an episode of the 60s series Time Tunnel. Uh we're doing uh we're doing this the same way we did uh when we were doing this on our own. We're going through the decades. So we'll start with yep. 60s uh and then each guest will pick something from a different decade. We might have to bend the rules a little once or twice to make it work, but that, largely that's the pattern. It's fine, you know. Yeah. No, it's nobody's holding this holding us to this except us. Yeah. Um but, uh just to like there's no surprise to anything to give you to give you an idea of what we're gonna be doing. um mm-hmm. next week, we're doing the Time Tunnel Revenge of Robin Hood. yeah, uh, then Tidro's coming on to do a couple episodes of Dark Shadows. mm-hmm Then Flonk has chosen the Super Mario Brothers super show. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Flonk. Oh, you're gonna be miserable. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be slightly less
0: miserable because no, I
2: love Super Mario, and that show blows. That's It's just going to be the hilarious House of Frightenstein, and there's going to be two of you instead mm-hmm. of just you. Uh, then Bob is doing Legend, uh-huh. uh, which is the show we mentioned earlier. Uh, Caitlin has chosen Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate asked if he could do Steven Universe, and we were trying to figure out how that works because that show's like 10 minutes long, and it happens that the movie is coming out. Yes. So we will be covering the Steven Universe movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go back to the 60s with I had Amanda. I caught
0: the fuck up on uh State Yeah, you universe, do, because there would
2: definitely be spoilers. It happens yeah. after some pretty major stuff. Then we loop back to the 60s. Amanda wants to do The Prisoner. mm mm-hmm. uh, Then the 70s is actually a Patreon suggestion. Uh, mm-hmm. Uncle Bradford, a dude who's done some also some excellent art for us, he's the one who draws the stuff in the style of the uh, animated series. Oh yes. Very good. Uh, asked us to do an episode of Space 1999. So All right. As a Patreon sub- uh, donor, he can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not have one after that. My my old pal Mark Darren's actually going to be joining us, uh, but uh, he hasn't picked one yet. Uh, All right. I just sprang this on him, so he's, he's he needs to take a minute. Uh Then the Gavs will be coming to do a show that I didn't realize was a pun until, like, recently. It's called Crime Traveler. Oh, God. Like like a time traveler, but crime. Crime that's Traveler. Wor- that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I know. Uh and then Mal, uh your mm-hmm. wife who's actually never been on the show before. No, surprisingly, will be joining us for an episode of Supernatural. Mhm. Uh, and then Vishal will be joining us when we get to the current decade again and he's he's got one of two choices, so I'm not going to say which just yet All cause, right. but uh just to give you guys an idea of of what what's to come. That's that's the show through November basically. Mm-hmm. So uh Look forward to that and as always if you want to write to us post horror at gmail the website post atomic horror.com the tumblr to atomic or on twitter at algar at robotmat. uh and i think that's it yeah see ya folks
1: the post atomic horror podcast is a co-production of ron algar watt and matt robotham copyright 2019 please don't sue us we're just doing this for fun